Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex. You're here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how's it going? It's pretty good. Take your personal bets out of it. Listen, anytime I can lose a five-unit bet and still break even on the weekend, I did a lot of stuff right. And uh, because I have to take the contest lines here instead of the money lines, we delivered you one hell of a winning week. Absolutely. Uh, Looking at it, we win... 4-1 4-1 and one in our five picks, but we did have a teaser added on, which also hit. Finally. Hell yeah. So, technically went 5-1 and one on the week, and our best bet, which was a five-unit best bet, won by a point. Let's talk about it, Joe. Bullshit report? Yeah. The bullshit report. Uh, we're starting off with the Buccaneers, who absolutely should have won this game by at least a touchdown. Holy fuck. This game had more bullshit in it than I think... I can handle, but it went both directions. So, like, the Texans didn't have a kicker for the second half, and that hurts. But it also forced them to go for it on fourth down, and the Buccaneers' defense was so terrible in the second half that it actually helped the Texans. Absolutely. Additionally, like, the the Buccaneers started playing prevent defense in the second quarter, and they never, they never stopped. Like, even when they were losing, they were running prevent defense. I, I don't, I do not understand. It blows my mind. I'm making a video on how C.J. Stroud's stats are super inflated either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, check that on the YouTube. But Free YouTube. Free YouTube. Uh, Baker Mayfield was clutch as fuck. Yeah, he played great. I mean, I, I'm i a little bit higher on C.J. Stroud's game. I know his prevent defense, but he made a lot of nice throws. Baker's still best quarterback in that game. Arguably the NFL right now. Low bar. Kirk Cousins is hurt. The fact that Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield are candidates for best quarterback in the NFL is terrible for the NFL. Absolutely. Like, because we like Baker Mayfield here. He should never be the best quarterback in the NFL. No, those those days are gone. He has proven that he's not that guy. He's not that guy. But Josh Allen is super mercurial. Patrick Mahomes just kind of sucks. Yeah, well, well, let's get to that one now. You want to go right into it? Dude, Patrick Mahomes scored 14 points on the Dolphins. And frankly, outside of the first drive, he looked abysmal. The first drive was immaculate. Fantastic. No one schemes it up like Andy Reid. Yep. And then from there, it was it was nothing. Missing reads, like very obviously staring at Travis Kelsey. And the Dolphins did the thing that everybody's been joking about on Twitter all year. They just doubled Travis Kelsey. And it worked. And people should have been doing this from the start. And when Mahomes literally, he would look at Travis Kelsey, see it's not there, and then run around like a drunken chicken. And it turns out that's not a sustainable way to play offense. He also fumbled, and I think he threw a pickable ball. Uh, He was bad. But luckily for us, Tua put together the worst sequence of plays that have ever existed ever. And I mean it, because I'm going to walk you through what happened. First, let's, let's paint the picture of what was happening in this game. Oh, I will. Because we were talking about it, and mm-hmm. we saw what was happening a couple drives out because we were going, oh my god, the Chiefs can't score. And the Dolphins started to be able to do stuff, if only because the Chiefs couldn't do a thing. Yeah. And we're sitting there texting back and forth going, fuck, we're going to lose this fucking game. Yep. It's They're going to win 24-21. to 21. Yep. Take it away. The Dolphins get a kick return to the 50. They're losing by 7. There's like 3 minutes left. They run the ball down to the 20. Oh my god, this game is over. Not if Tua has anything to say about it. Play number one of a swing to the running back. Tua underthrows it, and it almost gets pick sixth. Unfortunately for the Chiefs, it's so underthrown that even the defensive back can't quite get there. Play number two. Tua airmails a slant over the middle, 
and it glances off of the safety's hands. Play number three. Busted coverage, Cedric Wilson about to waltz into the end zone. Tua underthrows the streak by 20 yards. He heaved, he crow-hopped and heaved the ball, and it went 15 yards plus to the boundary. Alex, I'm certain I could have thrown a better ball. And I should never be your high school's starting quarterback. I shouldn't be the backup. But I've played catch on the beach, which is how I know I can throw the ball 25 yards in a general direction. But it gets better. Because after two interceptable passes and a pass so bad that not even God himself could have caught it, Tua fumbles a snap, and then, rather than picking the ball up and doing a thing, falls on it on fourth down. So, pickable, pickable, egregious bad, fumble, negative sack. Chiefs win, if only because of Tua's incompetence. Right. And as soon as we watched that, then we both texted each other at the same time. Like, we we forgot to consider that no matter how good Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill and some of those speedy receivers are, they can't overcome the force that is Tua's ineptitude. I And we won that. We won. And I think, honestly, it was... I don't want to really say it was bullshit. It, it's, I think both quarterbacks were who they've been a lot of the time this year. It's, it's difficult to say... It's not bullshit anytime you win a game by seven points and the last seven points were a fumble six. However, you're right. You can expect that Tua will have a couple of ridiculously terrible plays a game. You can expect that Mahomes will get a little lucky. Mahomes had a C-minus game. Tua had an F-minus game. That's what we expect to happen. The defense has played as we expected. I think it's justified that we win by at least one point. Now, maybe winning by seven is not right, but we should have won by three. And that's all we need. See, now that we talk about it, the only reservation I would have now is it was just like the the Dolphins were definitely playing better as that game went on and especially in the fourth quarter to where it was like they're going to tie. The Chiefs won't be able to do anything. They're going to punt. The Dolphins are going to get the ball back and then run three plays with Tyreek, Jalen Waddle and probably Tyreek again and then kick a field goal and win. Like it seemed very much on the table, but yeah, it is Tua doing Tua things. Uh, Additionally bad against good teams in the second quarter the chiefs had a 95 percent chance of winning they were up 21 to 0 or maybe it was 21 to 3 regardless it it was a blowout and then it got close at the end but remember remember our handicap on this game was if mahomes is who everybody thinks he is this is an easy game mahomes is not who they think he is mahomes is who i think he is he's mid this year maybe he's not mid overall Maybe he just needs time to adjust to looking at receivers that aren't Travis Kelsey. But in 2023, Patrick Mahomes is mid as fuck. Sorry. Next game? Yeah, okay. We'll move on to the next one. I think we're just... We're just. Next up, we had Washington plus three and a half against the Patriots. They won that game outright. This is so obviously just... By the way, Sam Howell played so well in this game that finally people are starting to fucking realize that he's great. The commanders have come out and said he's our franchise quarterback. Greg Cosell and uh, Dave Farrar, who are probably the two best film guys in the Twitter sphere right now. Is it not Dave Farrar? I thought it was Dan Farrar. Doug Farrar. Doug Farrar, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. They're acknowledging that Sam Howell is great now. Patriots fans were DMing me like, oh my God, we didn't know that Sam Howell was great. And I'm like, I've been fucking telling you that Sam Howell's great. Eric Eager should. Wow, you made a lot of really good points there. Basically, Sam Howell. 
Yeah, he's great. He's fucking really good, dude. Mm-hmm. I've I've fully bought in. I mean, you had me convinced that he was going to be good, but you were throwing out some really high praise for him for a long time, and I was like, let's let's see. In my pre-draft write-up at the end of my synopsis, I said day one when he begins starting in the NFL, he's a top ten quarterback, and I remember I showed you that, and you were like, dude, come on, top ten? And I was like, day one. I was like, I swear to Christ. And it's not day one, it's day eight, but I think it's pretty clear. Like, I think I've been justified in that statement. He's, he's, and this is also a credit to how bad quarterbacks are right now. Correct. We always have to throw that qualifier in because if it was 10 years ago, he would not be in the top 10. No. But in the current NFL, yeah, he's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks. You could make an argument, and I wouldn't, but you could certainly make an argument he's top five in this current NFL, and it is purely because of how bad the football has been. You uh, you a little worried that Bill Belichick might get a third career out of moving to those Washington commanders and coaching Sam Howell? Yeah, yeah, I fucking am. I'm, like, very concerned. I think it, I, I, I'd be a little surprised if it doesn't happen. And that's not insider info. That's just knowing that only bad things happen to good quarterbacks. Like, Justin Herbert must get Brandon Staley. Patrick Mahomes must lose Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen must have nothing around him. And therefore, Sam Howell must survive through Bill Belichick. He must go through the nuclear winter. Baker must have only the worst coaches in the NFL every year. This is how it goes. And then meanwhile, shitters like Tua will get geniuses like Mike McDaniel. And he's too happy and positive and sweet to ever tell Tua, like, hey, do you know you suck and you're costing me games? My sober king is very good at gratefulness, and maybe he shouldn't be. Have you seen the shit that Mike McDaniel says about, like, oh, I just came to Tua and I was like, I gotta support him. Mm-hmm. I, gotta t- I gotta tell him, oh, I gotta whisper only the sweet nothings. It's like, well, Mike, when you keep on calling screen passes and you're down 14, everybody can kind of tell what you're thinking, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Okay, this is corny, but I once, you know, you, you, get, you go reeling on Instagram. You go through some reels, and every once in a while, they'll have some sad boy shit pop up, right? Like, I loved her. And, like, I, I, there was once one I saw from Brad Pitt, who's cool, so you got to read what he says. And it was like, oh, Angelina Jolie was going through a, a rough patch where she really fucking sucked in a lot of ways. And rather than, like, tell her, like, hey, you fucking are ruining my life by sucking so much, I just treated her like... An amazing queen who was fantastic at everything. And then slowly, she became that amazing queen again. And I, th- I read that and I was like, wow, that's like really sweet, but also maybe a little overboard on the sweetness. Like, maybe you can also treat her like an adult. And that was like 10 years ago. And then Mike McDaniel said the same shit about his quarterback in the NFL. And I was like, wow, that's fucking <laughs> <laughs> Proven in court, motherfucker. <laughs> If anyone ever gets a hold of these files. Nobody listens. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> Next game. We're 3-0, and by the way. Yes. Our lone loss of the week. Fuck. We picked Atlanta minus four and a half. I think Josh Dobbs is a weird kind of genius where he learns playbooks in like a day and then he plays pretty well. But if you give him like two weeks, he learns too much of the playbook and then he begins to suck again. So Josh Dobbs just needs to get hit on the head and forget shit every two to three weeks and then start over. I, this is bullshit. This is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. We lost to the backup quarterback of the backup quarterback of a team that, that everybody left for dead three weeks ago. And it sucks because we were high on the Vikings, but then we were like, there's fucking Jaron Hall. Come on. Come on. Joe Biden voice. And then fucking Taylor Heineke kind of sucked. 
but was better than Ritter, but still kind of sucked. And you know what? Arthur Smith might just be the fucking dumbass we thought he was last year. Yeah, it, it might be a multi-tiered issue because, yeah, the quarterbacks are bad. But, yeah, Arthur Smith isn't it. You, you know what, though? He truly is a variable disciple. Oh, yeah, no, he totally is. But so they've added B. John Robinson. Pretty good player. Uh, Drake London is no longer a rookie, and he's actually playing, whereas for the beginning of last year, he didn't. They've added a couple depth receivers. I don't think it makes actually really much difference. A year ago, a certain quarterback who seems to be on everybody's shit list not only had this as one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, but they were a fucking playoff team. We know that Desmond Ritter sucks the proverbial penis, but we know that Taylor Heineke is a good backup, a low-end starter. He's not the worst starter. He's better than, like, Mac fucking Jones and shit. Is it? Is it? Is it time to say I fucking told you, suckers, about Marcus Mariota maybe not sucking ass? Maybe he's not great. I could, like, I don't think that this is like, haha, I told you, he's great, look. But certainly not terrible, because he had this team looking legit-ish. Yeah, no, I, I think there is definitely some credit that's due to Mariota, because he was able to produce. Now, some of that was, I mean, some of their games last year were ridiculous. The way that they were all done. ridiculous. So uh, some of it seemed a little fluky, but it was happening, and he was playing better than that. Now, granted, where did you have him in your QB rankings? I stand by him in the top ten. I thought he played really well last year until the last three games in which he sucked. I don't know about top ten, but I do think that he at least deserves to get a starting shot somewhere. Well, I, th- I think we can we can say pretty confidently he's better than Heineke, and I, I think agree. everybody would agree that Heineke is one of the very best backups if not a low-end starter. That's all. Yeah. But I don't I don't even know with Mariota at this point in his life at this point in his No, career, it's over. How it's many over. Injuries he's had. I think he's just kind of especially I don't know how many kids he's had, but we know he definitely had a kid at the end of last season. Yep. So he might just be fine. No, he's totally fine. He doesn't Sitting care. on the bench in Philly and He 100% is. Like it's over for him, but I'm not crazy. Yeah, that's fair. I'm constantly just fighting the argument that maybe I'm crazy. Every day is just a battle to be like, "See?" <laughs> I literally built a YouTube channel to say, "No, I'm serious. Look, I'm not crazy." For YouTube. <laughs> All right. We fucking deserve to lose because the Falcons are just Dick. Also, four and a half is... As soon as that game started, I was like, why did we bet on fucking four and We a half? fucking had it the whole time. I know, but Until still, we didn't. Taking four and a half with bad teams, I still think is a dumb move, generally. But... We'll get on to our final contest win of the week. Yep. We had the Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half against the Jets on Monday Night Football. Uh, Sunday Night Football? I don't remember. Mo- Monday. Monday Night. Really? Um, Wait. Yeah. Yeah, it was Monday because it was my last bet. There it is. Um, This game sucked. Justin Herbert is not the man he once was. He looks mid as fuck. That being said... Zach Wilson needs to go home. He he can't do anything. Like, when I say go home, I mean, like, it's in Zach Wilson's best interest to just fucking retire and don't deal with the stress because there's, there's no avenue for success. He should Mariota it. Yeah, like, actually, they give up. He should just stop caring when anyone says, take his money as long as he can, just stand on a sideline, occasionally play, get booed every now and then, get hurt, and stand on the sideline again. And go home. Like, like look... The bird watcher has a lady bird watcher, and the lady bird watcher is a Jets fan. I know, tragedy befalls all of us. You can't have everything, bird watcher. You can't be 
careful with jets and birds, too. I know. It's a recipe for disaster. Flying to the engine, whole plane goes down. Have bad quarterbacks to very different degrees. Uh, the, the lady bird watcher was like, you know, every time Zach Wilson drops back, I'm just hoping he makes a good decision. I don't really care what happens after that. I just, I'm rooting for him to make good decisions. And so I watched through that lens this week. And you know what? He made a lot of good decisions. But here's the problem. Even when he's not making catastrophically stupid decisions and taking terrible sacks, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. It's, it's hopeless. It's, it's the inept list. It's why we invented the inept list. Because there's no hope. There's no avenue. There's no one cool, cool trick to make your quarterback produce. He can't do shit. So while Justin Herbert underwhelmed again, as he has basically all year, Zach Wilson, he's free money. The Jets are just praying for the incredible science-defining return of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Because that's their only hope for winning games. Well, here's the fun thing, and we talked about this over the offseason. Aaron Rodgers, like, he is better than Zach Wilson uh, a lot. But he's not good good. No. I mean, they still won't be, like, a true Super Bowl contender. I think it'll be kind of hilarious. Here's the other problem. Aaron Rodgers likes to take sacks, as it is, and likes to throw the ball away even more than he likes to take sacks. And that offensive line is putrid. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be less mobile than ever. He might throw the ball away three times in a set of downs. That's on the table. And he will yell at everyone doing it. Of course. I think it'll be wonderful. I want to see him play because I don't think they'll be that good. I think they'll be solid. Just because that defense is so good, and Aaron Rodgers is still a solid quarterback, even if he's limited. Yeah. Just his experience, they'll be able to function as an offense. Which is a huge upgrade. Right. And with that defense, you kind of just need to function as an offense. We're doing the preseason pod. We are. But it'll be funny because the expectations are going to be so much higher, and everyone's already so fucking frustrated because of the chaos of this. These Jets are going nowhere. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a good time. Uh, very just win. Super just. And we can move on to our teaser to wrap up our wins for the week. Oh, wait. we got to talk about our cigarette bet, too. But Aw, oh, bitch. Teaser. We had uh, New Orleans money line and Chargers minus five and a half. Uh, that hit go us. We've been struggling on those, so hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, we're gonna finally mention the results of a cigarette bet because I finally won one. Uh, That's how that goes. Yep. Uh, I picked Philly. I picked Dallas. I won. I should have won. That's very fair. <laughs> very fair. I watched this with the bird watcher at a bird bar. And uh, I had to quietly be like, I'm not allowed to say it, but the Cowboys are dominating this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's ridiculous that Philly won this game. No, but it's it's very lucky. It felt a little luckier than I wanted it to feel. To be like, yeah, I gotcha, I, I got Philly. <laughs> Philly's like, yeah. D couldn't guard much of shit. They really need new corners so bad. So bad. There's nothing Bradbury can do. By the way, reigning all pro because the voters are dumb fucks. But hey, I won a cigarette bet. I believe I'm now one and two because Joe won the previous heads up of Miami and Buffalo. I bet on Miami. He bet on Buffalo. And then an earlier one in the air where I wanted to bet on Cincinnati against someone that I probably the Cardinals or some shit. I don't know. And Joe wanted to bet on Washington. And Cincinnati didn't cover, and Washington did. So we mentioned your wins now. Woo! I don't even smoke. Yeah, you do owe me cheese fries, though, because you laid out terms for that. I do. Let's move on to Week 10. Let's do some Week 10. Although, I kind of wish we didn't have to. Yeah, I feel like this recap is going to be about as much content as the actual picks are. There's a reason we went long on the recap. 
And moving on to week 10, first up on Thursday night, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the Chicago Bears. The Panthers are plus three and a half or Bears minus three. I know who wins the Bears because they're going to have the second and third pick regardless of how this game goes. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I have no idea. No, fuck this game. game. I, I, this game sucks. There's nothing to talk about. These are equal caliber quarterbacks. These are bad offenses with coaches that are suspect. Next game. I will say at plus three and a half for Carolina, I think there's a little bit of value. Is it here? Yeah. It's too cold. Bryce Young's going to suck. He's going to suck. I just don't think this is going to be a game decided by many points. Montez Sweat. Oh, yeah. Uh, excuse me, the it's second best million the second year. best defensive end in the world, the Miles Garrett, according to salaries, okay? Yeah, Ryan Poles didn't panic a little bit about getting fired on the spot for that one. Montez Sweat kind of, he, he had him, and like, it shows. The Bears traded, effectively, a first-round pick and the most cap space designated to a defensive end in the NFL for, like, the 10th to 15th best defensive end in the NFL. I like Montez Sweat. He's I like a good him, sure, yeah. He's not in the. He's not close to being close to in the tier below the tier that Miles Garrett, Max Crosby are in, and that's what he's being paid like. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that much right now because nope. the Bears are going to be well, bad for the next few years. No, we're going to be great next year when Ben Johnson and Drake May and Marvin Harrison lead us to the promised land. I admire your optimism. That is completely on the table. Granted, Kalen Williams got to stop crying so that he still gets drafted first overall so that I can get Drake May at two, but... Eric Eager just broke into Joe's apartment. Eric Eager needs you to understand that when he was a backup tight end at a community college, he hugged his mom after a game one time, and that's the same. His last ever game that I'm sure there were a lot of parents down there because it was a lot of people last ever game. Also, it was a high school field as opposed to the fucking actual Coliseum. Moving on. Bad game. Bad game. Next game. And on to Sunday, we have another morning game again in Germany. First up, 8.30 a.m., we have the Indianapolis Colts going to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are plus one and a half. Well, I guess we can guilt-free go to roller hockey this weekend, eh? Yeah, I, I would not wake up for this game. We play roller hockey in mornings on Sundays. And sometimes we don't go because there's morning games. But this week, we're going because this game is penis. Mm-hmm. And we skipped last week. Because the game was supposed to be good, and it was not. This game is supposed to be bad, and it might be good, but I don't care because it's not going to be actually good. It could be competitive. It could be competitive, but much like Mac football, I don't care. Yep. Kent State sometimes is close with Ohio University. And even as Maction alumni, we could give a fuck. I didn't care about football when we went to the school. We went to a college with a football team together, and we love football, as evidenced by this podcast, and I went to one game. I had friends on the team. I went to one game. Uh, I lived less than a mile from the stadium. Yeah. Less than half a mile from the stadium, honestly. We could hear the stadium from your place. And I didn't know where it was until my sophomore year, when I was like, wow, what's all that noise? Yeah. And then we drank beer. Was- this is a matching football game. Yep. Fuck it. Let's go to noon. Woo! And into the noon slate. First up, we have the San Francisco 49ers going to play the Jacksonville Jags. The Jags are plus three. Fuck, I have to turn my brain on. This is a good game. All right. It's in San Francisco? No, it's in Jacksonville. Good. Because otherwise I would feel like a dumbass for not going to San Francisco this weekend. Because I could have. And then I could have driven three hours to go to the game. Except I wouldn't. 
Um, okay, this is probably the best game of the week. Uh, what is that eye? Why are you looking like that? We got 72 degrees. Okay. Uh, only about a 30% chance of rain at kickoff. But we do know that Trevor Lawrence sucks in the rain. He does, and it goes up to like 45% towards the end of the game. So maybe during that, looks a little windy, about 15 mile an hour winds. That's nothing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much that'll impact, but Trevor Lawrence does suck in the rain. Are the 49ers coming off a bye? I think so. This is a lot of factors leaning towards the 49ers. Fuck. What's the health of their weaponry look like? I, I, I want to bet on the 49ers. I'm looking for reasons not to because they've hurt me. Yeah, I, I think I do too as well. Let's, let me do get the producer going, get him doing his job, pulling up the injury report. The 49ers, they had three people that didn't practice today. Aaron Banks, Ray Ray McLeod, and Trent Williams. Fuck. Uh, Still that ankle injury for Trent Williams. Drake Jackson was limited. That's really it. As far as the Jags, the only did not participate is Yassir Abdullah, and that was an illness, so that probably doesn't even matter. Okay, so we got healthy teams. We're assuming that Christian McCaffrey's back is better. I guess we got to get into the matchup. So... What are the Jags going to do? They're going to throw short and run, right? And that's what we just saw the Bengals do to the 49ers with smashing success. Who did the 49ers lose to the week before that, too? Producer's going nuts right now. Cincy by 14. But the week before Cincy. They said the week before the bye. Uh, They lost to Minnesota 22 to 17. Yes. And Kirk Cousins balled the fuck out on he Monday did. Night Football. That was... And then he died because you can't, you can't do that if you're Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. God was angry. There was no balance in the force. Um, okay, this is tough. So the Jaguars do the thing that the 49ers struggled with before the bye. Joe Woods is still the coordinator, so they're not going to come up and play press. He's going to be on the field this week, though, Joe. Well, fuck. Best bet, 49ers, 38 units. Um, now don't do that, please. Please never, ever bet 38 units on anything other than, like, your own name. Uh, So the 49ers have a weakness on defense, and I don't think it can be fixed unless you fire Joe Woods. The Jaguars are going to exploit it. The 49ers' offense will always be good. It'll never be great. Trevor Lawrence is capable of great. Now, he's also capable of suck dick, but sometimes he's capable of great. I don't like saying this, but we might have to pass this fucking game. Yeah, I think we might have to. These are just two teams that are good but not solid. You know, like the 49ers, they're they're a good team, but they're not sturdy. They're not stable. Everything relies on scheme, right? At least on offense. And then on defense, they have great players, but the scheme sucks. So it's just not, it doesn't feel safe. And then the Jaguars aren't actually very good, but occasionally they catch lightning in a bottle. I lean 49ers. I do too. I'm just scared by people kind of figuring out, like, oh, okay, Brock Purdy. We'll just let him fuck up from time to time. Yeah, make him throw deep and actually catch the ball when he throws it at your hands. And it's been working. And, yeah, Joe Woods, we know Joe Woods runs bad scheme. He's a soft bitch. Not because he's a bad person, but because he runs soft bitch zone defenses. He loves drop spot defenses. I just don't get it. But that's a philosophical difference. However, I think it's why they're losing games. They shouldn't be losing. 
that it was a great defense before offenses learned like, oh, we could just throw flats. Like we could just throw short and then run. Right. Like this has been solved, dude. Yep. Whatever. He, he and Todd Bowles really need a support group for like dudes who have let the entire league pass them by by 15 years. Like this era is about RPOs and motion. The prior era was all about dinks and dunks, Drew Brees style, Alex Smith in Kansas City style. Adam Gase got yeah, hired. Adam twice. Gase. Yeah. And 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 that era beats the shit out of Joe Woods's current defense. So you have to go back three fucking eras to find where Joe Woods made sense. You have to go back to when you and I didn't have hair on our testicles to find a time when Joe Woods' defense was like a good idea. I like that we've switched it to Joe Woods. Who is it? Steve Wilkes. Fuck me. Other former Browns defensive coordinator that plays in the same shit. soft coverage. Did, I, did we Joe Woods it the whole time? I know. I think it was Steve Wilkes at the beginning. God damn it. Well... They're going to call us racist, but really we're Brownsist. I was about to say, it's just Wait, Browns. Wait, Brownsist isn't it, better. It doesn't help. Cut, cut it. Cut, just cut it all. <laughs> I can't cut the entire segment, Alex. We're going to have to eat this one. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we caught it pretty quick, but there's definitely a Joe Woods switch Listen, there. listen. If you run drop cover three as a defensive coordinator for the Browns and piss both of us off because we're rooting for Baker Mayfield, we're going to confuse you. And their names both start with a W, which is something that it's difficult to do when your defensive coordinator insists upon letting the other team complete passes. I don't like soft coverage. Matt Patricia does it too. I hate him. He's white. Now that we've gracefully pivoted out of that one... I think we're just going to move on and pass this game with a like towards the 49ers. Lean. Lean towards the 49ers. You like things more than you lean them, and you love things more than you like them. Okay. I thought we did this last week, and you told me the opposite. Nope. You did this last week, but you forgot what I told you. That's also very possible and the most likely option. Let's move on. Hmm. Next game? I I think that's the only thing we can do. It's the only solution. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are minus one. So we've got one team we're not allowed to bet on versus another team that I am now saying we're not allowed to bet on. Both with good fucking quarterbacks who I was fucking right about and everybody said I wasn't. I see no angle. It's really tough. It's not tough. I'm not betting. There's no way you can bet on... Did you watch the fucking Texans game? Literally, it didn't matter if the passes were accurate. It didn't matter if they were in time. If they were catchable, they were caught. And then they got yak. The Buccaneers' defense is broken. Todd Bowles is begging to be put out of his mercy. Nope, put out of his misery. Mm -hmm. A lot of of slips of the tongue this week. It's been a long week of actual work. I struggle with this one because on one hand... Levis named the the starter. Levis good. Tannehill's back, but Levis is still the starter. Levis has looked good to this point. Very good. Not as good as Baker. No, but he's looked good. But good. Tampa Bay's defense looks really bad. Fucking wretched. Speaking of soft zone defenses, I don't I don't think the secondary is asked to cover anybody. I think Todd Bowles is like, hey, you know, go get some sun. But I also think that Tampa's defense fits a little bit better against the offense that Tennessee runs. Here's why you're wrong. Is that they don't play any defense? Every, well, you're onto something, you're onto something, but I don't think it matters. So every Tampa Bay defensive rep ends in one of three ways. A sack, a ball batted at the line by somebody who would have sacked, or a completion. Here's the issue. 
Remember in the fourth quarter of that game, that fucking game against the Texans where every time C.J. Stroud would throw the ball deep, it didn't matter if it was in time or in phase. It just had to be anywhere near, and the Texans would win the jump ball. Mm -hmm. Will Levis fucking loves throwing deep balls. He does, and they have big guys that can go up and get it. And he will throw ill-advised deep balls. But if fucking Tank Dell and Noah Brown can moss dudes on the Bucks, I think Nuke Hopkins probably can too. Yeah, no, that's a... That's a twist on what I was thinking, and I that makes a lot of sense. Because I was going to say that Will Levis has the cannon, but he's going to throw more fuck it balls. He is. He's going to miss on more passes. Absolutely. And so that creates better opportunities for the Bucks to get turnovers or just not get beat up. Because I think Stroud did a good job of, he had guys open all day long, and he did a good job of just putting it where they could catch it. Like, they weren't all beautiful passes that led him up the field yeah. or... But they were open, and he gave it to him. Even a lot if of, it was eight a lot yards, of jumpers. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Okay, here we'll throw a back shoulder over here because you're getting leverage to the outside. And, and I know Carlton Davis will yeah. fuck up. So I think that's why it worked for the Titan or for the Texans, where the Titans will struggle because the Titans are more of a like this is either going to go really bad or really good offense. Listen. I want to bet on the Buccaneers. I know. They're obviously the side. And that's from a guy who was right about Will Levis, goddammit. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it. It could be the worst defense in the league. And it could be the worst offensive coordinator in the league. And it certainly is the worst defensive, or the worst head coach, rather, in the league. So all I've got is a washed Mike Evans, a washed Chris Godwin, and Baker Mayfield on third down exclusively trying to carry a team. How does that work? It can't. You're playing the Tennessee Titans, who ensure that you will always have a chance at the end of the game. This is true, but I don't like it. No, and I, the thing that pushes me into don't bet on this game is that it's still Tennessee under a field goal. Like, you can still get that number. And any time they're within that range of a field goal, I don't... They scare the shit out of me betting against them. Man. Because I feel like they cover those small spreads. Okay, so Baker's going to torch their secondary. He's going to be very efficient. But they're not going to be able to run the ball for shit. And they're going to try to run the ball because it's what they do and they think they're good at it because last week it worked. Yeah, we can't bet. No, can't bet. The Buccaneers are the right side, but we can't bet because they're too dumb. We got a next game. Yep. And, and and this means that the Buccaneers will win by multiple touchdowns because we won't be betting on them. But we're not betting on them. It'd be fun. Sometimes you got a sometimes you got an abusive ex and you really like her, but you got to put up boundaries, Alex. You see, and even if she texts you, you can't just go running back to her every time. I've learned this. I'm proud of you. I'm going to San Francisco next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he has learned nothing. <laughs> We're struggling this week. Uh, no, we're, we're doing so good. The games suck, and it's still funny. We're going to move on. Next game, we have the Cleveland Browns going to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus six. Fucking A. It's, there's nothing actionable, dude. I, like The Ravens are the side. The Browns Absolutely. suck on offense. And the Ravens are putting... Remember when we did the preseason review? And I was like, yeah, my algorithm says that I think the Ravens are the sixth best team. And that feels wrong. Well, now it feels right. They're they're good. The Lamar and the offense have 
really gelled into the Monken scheme. Yeah. And that defense is firing. Give me all the Mick coaches. McDaniel, sick. McDonald in Baltimore, sick. McDaniels, doesn't count, fired. Your people are on the come up. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to say they've been on the come up, given that we have a day. We have a month. It's currently our month. Well, you have a month because of atrocities committed against your people. We have a month because there were so many of us getting shit-faced in the streets or a day. They were like, there were so many drunk Irish people running around. They were like, we we have to do something about this. We have to shut things down. (laughs) We got to give them a day. Let it get them out of their system. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> specifically get police and tell them, okay, you can do all that shit. You just have to come here to do it. <laughs> Regardless, in the battle of who is the true Browns, the Ravens are clearly better and truly the victor. I didn't say they're the Browns. Because you know that this podcast went right now. They're kind of the Browns. But we're just talking about football. The Ravens are clearly the true victor. It's just a matter of if six points is too much. And I kind of think it's not. I definitely think this is a drop dead leg. But I don't know if I want to lay six. But Watson sucks dick, dude. He's going to be confused and throwing picks. Dude, even some of their plays. Their t- his only touchdown pass last week was was at least a bad ball possibly ultimate pickable. Um, yeah. Ultimate bullshit. Oh, yeah. And that's their offense. Like, I watched I watched them against the Cardinals just because I wanted to see Deshaun back. Like, if he was actually healthy or if he was going to be shot putting the ball eight yards. And he looked like the Deshaun that we've seen before the shoulder injury when he went from bad to, like, literally unplayable. Mm-hmm. Still bad. Yeah. Anything that they do is because of other people. Lots of people have asked me if I'm going to do more Deshaun Watson breakdowns on YouTube, and my answer is like, no. I think it's I think everybody knows he sucks ass. Yeah, unless I think unless he has like a three week stretch where he's throwing for three hundred yards and multiple touchdowns, like actually looks good, like he deserves it, then maybe you revisit it and go, oh shaking off the rust after, after full season. After five years of not playing good football, he find yeah, he hasn't played a good game in five fucking years or four fucking years. Like, come on. Yeah, so the the Browns, I love their defense. I think they know how to play Baltimore and Lamar really well. They do. They've got a ton of athletes. They do. But, I don't know, man, I don't think they're going to be able to... They're not going to score. They're not going to be able to do anything score-wise. Like, I'm sure they'll have... So what you're describing is the under. And if that's the case, six is a lot of points. It is, but I don't want to bet on the fucking Browns in this game. No, you can't. You can't do it. It, The Browns are not an option. The question is, how do we get at Baltimore? Do we tease them? I mean, I think that's the only thing you can do. Fuck me. Because to buy down to an alternate line to get anywhere, you're going to have to buy four and a half points or three and a half points. Listen, this is a very funny pod, but we are not delivering in the picks department. And you know what? I don't fucking care because I'm not chasing waterfalls. This is a maybe. I think, yeah, maybe. I'm it's, fine with putting it because it's a it is leg under and a, a touchdown. Like it's, it's a leg and a maybe, and I, I hope that it doesn't go on the list, but it probably is looking like it's going to have to go on the list. And then, and then we revisit in the summary. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of that. Again. But it worked really well for us last week. Hell yeah, it did. All right. Next game. We have the Houston Texans going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus six and a half, or you can get Houston plus seven. I don't want to do it, but the Bengals are the right side. I think so, too. 
they can't keep getting away with this, but they will. They absolutely will. Because the Bengals are a smart defense. They're not going to let C.J. Stroud just complete any attempted pass. Fuck. But it's a big spread. It is. Joe Burrow's probably going to torch that defense. I mean, the, the Bengals offense should beat the shit out of this defense, talent-wise. It's just that, also, I, I was wrong. Uh, D'Amico's a really good coach. D'Amico's a good coach. He's Some of his late-game decision-making and just throughout the game setting that team up and what he was doing with them, I was like, they're, you can tell they're just, like, well-run. He's a really smart guy. Yeah. He's still a defensive coach, but he's a really smart guy. Yeah. No, I was like, yeah, he's a defensive coach, and, like, I'm sure he's a good defensive coach, but that still means bad head coach. He's no. new age. Yeah, no, he's still good. But he was also really good on Pardon My Take. Cool. Yeah, matters. <laughs> but since he talent-wise should be able to... Yeah, the, the Buccaneers should have blown out the Texans, but they have Todd Bowles and the worst secondary known to man because of Todd Bowles, largely. But regardless, the Bengals are a well-coached team. They keep shit in front of them. They won't give you the underneath routes all day. They have a pass rush. They can stop the run, too. And then on offense, they're going to not be stupid. Honestly, I just literally, as Alex walked in the door to my apartment to record, I was finishing up a Joe Burrow video. Remember, uh, like, literally yesterday or maybe the day before, you and I were talking about how the Dolphins could have a really cool play if they run a bunch of screens to Tyreek Hill, as they've been doing. They could just have the motion blocker kind of turn into a wheel route. Mm -hmm. And you were like, can Tua handle that? The Bengals ran it three times. The exact play I was talking about, they ran it three times against the Bills, and it was gorgeous. They're so fucking well-coordinated, dude. Like, Zach Taylor. Taylor, another one of you Irish, is a really good coach. And they've got really good receivers and a really good offensive line, and Joe Burrow is not fucking it all up. I like the Bengals, unfortunately. I do, too. You said it's six? Six and a half. Fuck, that's our teaser. We're doing an AFC North teaser with the Bengals and the Ravens. I love it. It's fucking gorgeous. That's my favorite bet so far. It's gonna win. But do we bet on the Bengals minus six? Um... I mean, I think we're probably going to have to because it's probably the game that I like the most so far. Fuck. But, I mean, shit, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't like any of these games. Bad week. Bad week. I guess we put it on the pile and come back when we... Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this game other than I don't know if the Bengals get margin. Because they don't. They never score that much. Right. And I think Houston can put up some late game points because CJ Stroud is accurate and tends to make smart throws. He's the ideal garbage time quarterback. Right. So I feel like they can get some really cheap points and make it scary at the end. Whereas Cincinnati might be up by two touchdowns with, or 17 points even with three minutes left. And then Houston goes and scores two touchdowns in three minutes. And you're like, oh, fuck, there goes our three score cushion. That's a little bit of an extreme example, but yeah. Sure. But I mean, did you see what happened in the Houston Tampa game? I don't want to talk about it. They scored in 40 seconds, and it wasn't hard. Because the Bucks didn't cover anyone. I know, but... The, the shit, Bengals won't do that to me. The Bengals have done that a few times this year, though. When? Early on in the season, the the boys in the secondary were all over the place. They blew a few coverages. They did. But at least they were intended to cover someone. The Buccaneers didn't. I don't know. Yeah, it's a maybe. I like the Ravens bit better. But, I mean, yeah, we gotta maybe it, because we we're running out of options. Yep, we're, next game. We're ladies in our 30s, and our eggs are drying up. Yep, that was bad. 
Well, we are fighting through today. It's not good. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints going to play the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to throw something at something. The Vikings are plus two and a half. God fucking damn it. On a count of three, we're going to say the team we like. Three, two, one. Saints. Why is it always the Saints? <laughs> it's always the Saints. They keep getting good lines. This. The, like, Vegas thinks they're awful. And they're not, but they're also not. I mean, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, they're they, not good. They beat the Bears by a touchdown last week, despite five takeaways. <laughs> it's, like, they're not. Derek Carr, not the guy. Not good. But the defense is really fucking good. And the Vikings, they can't keep getting away with this. I simply don't understand how the Vikings are doing it. Like, well, but it's... They had a great quarterback, and they kept losing. And now they have no quarterback, and they win. Honestly, I, 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 here's my handicap. The Saints outclassed the, the Falcons, but are similar on defense. It's the same scheme, just with way, way, way better players. On the flip side, the Saints' offense is not good, but neither is the Falcons. And in all reality, the Falcons probably deserve to win that game. Probably, albeit not cover. Right. The Saints are just a better version. It's a, it's a very annoying route to get there. But also, here's here's the thing: Josh Dobbs, he's not good. No. But every time he plays for a new team, he has one good game, and then he comes back to earth. He'll come back to earth. Marshawn Lattimore on Justin Jefferson is about as good as it's going to get. And you know, I like Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo. I do too. I mean, I I think this is a good matchup in that the Saints' defense is one coordinated really well, super well, and they've got talented players at important positions. Demario Davis keeps that defense in line. He's great. It's crazy because it seemed like his career was over. Like he was completely washed ago. five years ago, and now he's good. Yeah, and, and a good coverage backer. Mm-hmm. And good for him. He was always a great guy, and he's really bringing Pete Warner up great too. Mm-hmm. So I, I like New Orleans. It scares me taking a road favorite. What's the line again? Two and a half. Fuck me. I wanted one. Um, yeah, dude. I just don't think that Josh Dobbs is good. And that's kind of the bet. Me either. Justin Jefferson is, what, his first week back? Or did he play last week? He's playing this week for the first time. I was about to say. He just got activated. But it's going to be his first week back. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think New Orleans, especially given what this week looks like. But I'm not thrilled about it. No, I'm not either. Are we going to put it in the maybe? I, yeah, like I don't want to bet that with my own money. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure shit wouldn't. You don't say. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it makes it. It makes it, but I don't like it. I, I've still yet to find a bet outside that teaser that I think is a good bet. Like, Same. A, for my own money. Yeah, right now I have us listed at one bet, which is a teaser, which I know we can't take for the contest lines. But that's the only one that I have locked in as like, yeah, we're definitely doing that. And then we have Baltimore, Cincinnati, and New Orleans as our likes or leans or whatever they qualify as. That's disgusting. A bunch of big favorites like fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Next game. And for the final game in the noon slate, we have the Green Bay Packers going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus three, or the Packers plus three and a half. Alex and I just looked at each other like we both realized we got to kill this kitten. Three, two, one, Steelers. Oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I don't like it. He didn't answer because he was actually grimacing. I, like, but dude, the fucking Jordan Love. 
He's bad. It's just Jordan Love. The I mean, the Steelers are also fucking bad. Like, they're... Because even the defense isn't good. No, it's just a pass rush. It, it's just like a couple of guys seem to make key plays every game that turn... I mean, again, I don't want to get too stats crazy here because that's why we watch games. But I think they've given up the most yards or their bottom three in yards allowed and yards gained. Like they're, oh, no. They have... Or maybe it's just... I, it doesn't matter. I That bears out on film. And they have, for their record, like the worst dispersion of yards of like any team ever with that record. No, they're a fraud team. They're, they're bad. Like They exist off of late-game heroics by George Pickens or their defense, which is really one of their pass rushers. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's Jordan Love. It's Jordan Love. And, like, you, you you laid it out perfectly. Their offense is, I wonder if George Pickens can moss this guy. An occasional Jalen Warren elusivity. George Pickens is currently pissed that he's not getting the ball enough. He's throwing a fit. So you know what that means? They're going to give him the ball. He deleted all his pictures on Instagram with him in a Steelers uniform. Mm-hmm. They're going to give him the ball. Hey, Matt Canada's on the field now, though. Well, it changes everything. Undefeated on the field. Um... Just like the defensive coordinator in San Francisco. Just like Joe Woods, a.k.a. Steve Wilkes. <laughs> um, George Pickens is going to get the ball because he threw a fit. And the Packers, uh, Eric Stokes is never going to play football. And Rasul Douglas is no longer a Packer. Which means that really all they can do is put Jair Alexander on George Pickens. And Jair Alexander is really good. But you know what else Jair Alexander is? 5'9". And George Pickens is arguably the best jump ball receiver in the NFL right now. He's going to get some jump balls, and he's going to catch them, and it's going to work. Also, for whatever reason, despite the fact that on paper they should, uh, the, the Packers cannot stop the run. They just can't. They should. They should be awesome at it. But uh, here's another Joe that doesn't deserve to be calling plays on defense, Joe Barry. He sucks. Packers need to fire him. Yeah, he just keeps playing that, like, smoke defense. Yeah, it's and... It's kind of the same type of thing. It was sick as fuck for one year, and then people were like, oh, it's basically just soft defense. Yeah, and then they figured it out just like they figured out Joe Woods, Steve Wilkes. Throw Matt Patricia in there. Your boy Matt Patricia. Who are some other white coordinators who run really soft, conservative defenses so that we don't look bad? There are plenty. I just can't think of any right now. Oh, Brandon Staley. Oh, my God. The worst. The worst. The, the war criminal himself. The Hillary Clinton of the NFL. Where are the emails, Brandon? <laughs> I just was thinking of that dude who does the fucking the card pack openings with all the like terrible people. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I got it. The Hillary Clinton rookie card. The Benghazi bruiser. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm too online. Center yourself. I think we have to bet on the Steelers because I think that they have actual weaponry, whereas the Packers don't. And I think Kenny Pickett sucks, but I don't think he's Jordan Love. Jordan Love, he's really just the ultimate package of fuck. And I'm so happy that the Packers are committed to him because I hate the Packers. Which is why I kept on betting on them for the last three years. But it's done. Jordan Love transcends even Matt LaFleur's play calling. I think I'm with you. We, we got to do it. Especially, the I mean, the Steelers are off a mini-buy. Green Bay is flying high after a 20-3 to whooping of the Rams. With uh, 
Brett Rippin. Yeah, no, I mean, the Rippin and the Terran. Exactly. That game means nothing except hopefully false confidence for Green Bay. Season back on, we beat Brett Rippin. Well, I think they're legitimately looking for any reason to be like, oh, Jordan Love can play football. Unfortunately, they won't find it. Not in this league, not in this universe. This is a bet. Pittsburgh minus three. I hate it. It's stupid. We're dumb. This is going to suck. We're going to lose. Pittsburgh minus three. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. One unit. Please, only one unit. If Don't even fucking bet it. <laughs> don't bet this fucking week. It's so bad. There's so much bad football, dude. Talk to your family. How do can some there, chores. How can there be this many games in and we haven't mentioned two good games? There's one good game, and it's unpredictable because both teams are actually low-key frauds. One doesn't have an offensive line or a quarterback, and the other has a quarterback that people think is sick, but actually, he's mid. And that's the most Gen Z sentence. When you think she's fam, but she's... When you think she, you, she's bae, but she's fam, though. Fuck, I sound old. It is, it is almost midnight, and I have not slept this week. And we have taken so long on so many shitty games. Let's move to the uh, mid-slate. Next game! And first up in the 3 o'clock slate, we have the Atlanta Falcons going to play the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are plus one and a half. Holy shit! Kyler back? Yeah. Who cares? Atlanta. Bet. Dude, I think you're right. I'm, I'm jarred by this. Yeah, Kyler is back, and that's why the line's the way it is. You think Kyler's going to have three turnovers? Kyler do be sucking. I'm sticking with the Gen Z talk now. This is my new thing. We've turned a page. <laughs> it's like it's like in the last few podcasts where I keep on saying, <laughs> now I'm just going to talk like Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do one, didn't you? All right. So, Atlanta. I, okay. Atlanta's going to run the ball. Number one X factor of this game, Arthur Smith shaved his mustache. Number two X factor, he spent all week explaining why B. John Robinson isn't getting touches in the red zone. I think he's going to get some touches. And that might be good, because B. John Robinson is good. Very good. <sighs> Kyler Murray sucks. And this offense is the opposite of what Kyler Murray is made for. It's basically the Browns offense, but more vertical, which is kind of a good thing. But Kyler Murray can't do that. And also, he's going to be rusty as shit because he hasn't played in a year. And the Falcons run... <sighs> How do you put it? They're on a good defensive scheme, just with bad players. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the Cardinals are good enough to make that matter. Exactly. The Cardinals' defense has been surprisingly aggressive. I thought Gannon was going to run a really soft defense. There's another white, soft defensive coordinator. But uh, he's actually stepped it up and played some tighter coverages this year. That being said, I just think that the Falcons are going to run. And with a low number, like one and a half, you don't need them to... No, they just need to win. You don't need to blow the doors off. You just need to win. And I think Atlanta will win by two or more points because... I don't think Arizona's going to have an easy time scoring, and I think they're going to give Atlanta some short fields because Kyler's, one, not good, and two, very rusty off of a major knee injury. And the Falcons have everything to fight for because they just got embarrassed last week, and they're still absolutely in the thick of it for the NFC South. And another road favorite. It's a point and a half. It doesn't even count. But, it, yeah, we got to bet on Atlanta. Yeah. No, I, I actually like this one. I think, yeah, this is... But thus far, my favorite bet. Next game? Yeah, let's do it. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are plus three. Oh, fuck, this is a good game. Yeah. But it's kind of not. 
and I think it is one that like sparks your eye of like, oh, this should be good. And then you remember what like the Chargers are actually doing. And the Chargers actually have no receivers, and Justin Herbert hasn't played very well. And also, their defense is a fugazi. And then the Lions' defense is a fugazi, and Jared Goff sucks. Fuck. What's the line? Who's who's laying three? Uh, Detroit is minus three. And it's in Detroit. It's in L.A. Fuck. I think that San Diego is the bet, but I don't like it, and I'm not touching it. I don't want to bet on this game. I don't either. I it's think, a good game. Yeah, I think it'll be. It should be a fun game to watch. I'm gonna chart the tits out of it. You absolutely should. But I think the the Chargers scare me way too much because Brandon Staley, the char, the offense. The, the only way you can bad. bet. The only way you can bet on the Chargers is if you think Justin Herbert's gonna play great, and Justin Herbert hasn't played great in months. Yeah, I think it, you gotta leave it. Detroit scares me too much because I don't actually think they're that good, and they're still all scheme. Yep. And but they're coming off a bye and a blowout, so they're going to have their shit together. They are, but I feel like the scheme stuff starts failing as the season goes on. Now, you might have to wait till kind of playoffs, because we know that's when it really kicks in, that you know, scheme won't save you. But we're past the halfway point of the season. Yeah. Teams have had buys. They've been able to kind of look forward to the rest of their schedule and go, okay, this is this is who we're playing against. We've We've got eight weeks of tape on them. So... I worry a little bit about Detroit because they are purely scheme. But, I mean, I like them to win in this game. I lean Detroit, but I can't. I don't know if I can do it. But, yeah, no, I don't want to bet in this game. So, let's move on. Next up, we have the New York Giants going to play the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus 16 and a half. Nope. And to close out the 3 o'clock slate, we have a good game. The Washington Commanders go to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus 6.5. 6.5? Or you can get Washington plus 6. Best bet. Are you fucking kidding? We get a touchdown? This is one I was talking about earlier. I wasn't talking about uh, Atlanta because Atlanta's still not a good team. I like Washington. How is this real? Because, okay, the... It's engine heritage month, so the Redskins are going to bust some coverages. And DK Metcalf's going to score. Yes. But Sam Howell is better than Geno Smith. Geno has looked bad the last two weeks. Geno Smith has... I've only graded three games of his. Because there's not a lot to see. But in those three games, he's averaged four interceptable passes per game. That's a lot. That's a season worth of interceptable passes in three games. What? How the fuck? Um, also, uh, here's a nice thing. Emmanuel Forbes sucks, right? Correct. But usually it's because he bites on double moves. You know who can't do double moves? DK Mack. DK. He can go straight. Trains cannot stop and start quickly. Or turn. But he is a train. God, when they get moving. True. And, and Emmanuel Forbes is 160 pounds. If DK Metcalf gets the ball, Emmanuel Forbes is going to eat grass. <laughs> that being said, six points is a lot against a defense that doesn't really have a pass rush. When you have Terry McLaurin, and, I, you know, I like, I love Tariq Woolen, and I really like Devin Witherspoon, and I really like Quandre Diggs, but it's still Terry McLaurin, it's still Sam Howell, and the offensive line is going to hold up because the defensive line sucks. And they've made actually some personnel changes on the offensive line of the Commanders, and it's worked really well. They've been much better the last two weeks. They've they've changed their interior line, and it's better. It's not good, but it's better. Actually, it's borderline good, which is so sad. 
The NFL's offensive lines are so bad. Uh, six points. Six points. It's in Seattle? It is in Seattle. That is tough. So that's a three-point advantage. Call it two. Call it two-point advantage. So it should be minus four on a neutral. I still think... Dude, I think Washington is a better team. Ooh. Hit me. Seattle. Sunday. 53 degrees, 60% chance of rain. It's going to be a rain game. Who does that help? Actually, I think that might help the commanders because then their defensive backs can't blow as many coverages if you're not passing that much. The more running, the better for the team that spends half their cap on two defensive tackles. True, but if a lot of our handicap is that Sam Howell will be able to overcome the shortcomings of this team, it's tough if it's going to be raining and 50 degrees. Like, that's going to be miserable to play in because when it's that cold and you're wet, like, I'd rather it be snowing. My first ever middle school football game was 40 degree rain. Miserable. In, the worst shit ever. In September. Chicago, you gorgeous bastard. Uh, man... You make a point. This just line just feels so far off. It does feel off by a few points, but this weather has got me scared. It does. It makes me put it on the maybe pile. Yeah. Because so the Redskins running game isn't bad. Sure, but in order for them to truly have success, yeah, Sam Howell, yeah, and the passing game, yeah. And, you know, some people say that the rain weather stuff is overrated. Like, it doesn't make as much of a difference in the past game. I think it makes a difference for certain players. But I don't know about these quarterbacks in the rain. And, I mean, theoretically, they should both be solid. They got strong arms. Yeah. They're downfield throwers that are ready for that type of stuff. But, yeah, we haven't seen it from Sam Howell, and I don't know when the last time he saw it from Gino was. I just realized that this is the me versus Steven Ruiz bull. Oh, God. Fucking bitch. Now, is this this is week 10? Hell yeah. The Seahawks don't have it on their injury report tab, but you can find an article where if you scroll through seven paragraphs, you can find the people that played today. That's That's some producing right there. That's a bad system. Uh, Seattle Seahawks did not participate. DJ Dallas, Shoulder, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kenneth Walker, Jerron Reed, Jordan Brooks. Honestly, that lends itself to the run game advantage going to the Redskins because Kenneth Walker is good, Jordan Brooks is a good run stopper, and Jerron Reed is their defensive tackle. Yep, and as far as the Washington Commanders, they had three people that did not practice today. Jonathan Allen, Jahan Dotson, and Kendall Fuller. However, none of them were injury-related. They were all either personal or bed rest. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> this game is fucking tough, dude. The weather doesn't help. The line is so big that it makes me feel like I'm missing something. I'm generally thrown off right now. You want to revisit later? Yeah, we I can... fucking like it, but I, I, we got to revisit. Yeah, and we know that we're going to have to go back to the maybe pile anyway, so this is okay. And on to Sunday night, we have the New York Jets going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders no. are plus one. <laughs> Next game. I'm not time stamping it. Next game. Moving on to Monday night, we have the Denver Broncos going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus seven and a half. No. Yeah, I think you could maybe try and play with Buffalo. They might be a good team to tease down. They're in shambles. But, fuck. I mean, Denver's so bad. 
Denver is so bad. And if anyone's going to get a get-right game, feel like Denver going to Buffalo is like serving them up on a platter. Be like, we'll, we'll help you guys out. True, but I can't do the spread. No, you'd have to you'd have to do some teasing around. But I agree. I think we just hit our maybe pile and close this one out. Yep, let's do it. All right. So revisiting what we have so far, we have Pittsburgh minus three and Atlanta minus one and a half. We do have a teaser of Cincinnati and Baltimore. They basically come out to money line. I think one of those is six and a half, but whatever. And now we have four maybes to fill three spots. Our choices are New Orleans minus two and a half. They are playing Minnesota in Minnesota. Cincinnati minus six and a half. The Texans are going to Cincinnati. Baltimore minus six. Browns are going to Baltimore. And Washington plus six in Seattle. Well, I guess we just have to do which is your least favorite because the other three are going. <laughs> well, fuck, that's not fair. Um, I think New Orleans should play. That's good. I agree. I think that's the, the smarter one. The only reason we wouldn't is because we're scared of the the magic of recently arrived Josh Dobbs. So there are the three. We have to pick one to eliminate from Ravens, Commanders, and Bengals. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of which one you want to eliminate? Not really. I don't either. Uh... I hate them all equally. You know what? I want the commanders. Keep the commanders. I think I do. No, too. I don't want the commander. Nah, fuck. I don't know. What you think you want the commanders? Why? It feels right. I just think the no, the commanders are starting to get hyped too, though. They are, but I feel like they're still undervalued. They are. It's our boy. Ah, fuck. The weather is really wide. It what scares me. I think we should do the Ravens. I guess you could make the argument, but the Ravens already played the Browns this year. How'd it go? They fucking waxed them. It was 28-3. to Deshaun played. Yeah, the Ravens need to be in. There's no schematic or roster advantage oh, wait, that Cleveland no, has. Oh, didn't. That was the DTR game. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But I do... I don't think it matters that much. I mean, DTR had a hell of a day that day. Man. I mean, DTR he, undid an entire summer of hype. He, he threw three picks. Lamar went 15 of 19, 186 yards, two touchdowns, and they won 28 to 3. Like, they never even had to fucking try. But I think the Ravens are a lot better than the Browns. I think the only thing that you get scared with is the Browns do have a lot of athletes and have had success against Lamar in the past. Here's the thing. It's not about success. In order for the Browns to win, they need their defense to dominate to the extent that they scored 7 or 14 points. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you. I think as scared as I am of the Browns and Lamar's occasional penchant for doing really stupid shit because he does go through those periods we haven't really seen it this year but he definitely has them mm-hmm. where just like you were doing so well and now you're throwing balls into double coverage in the middle of the field but the browns would have to be miles would have to go super saiyan mm-hmm. and i don't think that's going to happen all right i know which team i want to eliminate you do you no i don't i want to say it on, no i'm just gonna say it just tell me delete the Bengals. I yelled a little bit away from the microphone, but... No, it was good. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't... I was going to be a little sad if you flipped on Washington, because I think it is a good line for him. It's such a good line. It's scary, but fuck, we don't like any of these bets. We might as well take one that's our boys. You don't have to, you don't have to bet on that dirty, bad man Joe Burrow and his cool he's, vibes. He's going to 
fucking win. I know, he will. Fuck, no, t- delete Washington. Delete Washington. <laughs> what have I done? I mean, they're playing Houston. They're gonna win! In, like, in Cincy. I mean, maybe we can go look up, uh, we'll, we'll do full producer. It looks like it's gonna be gorgeous. Well, not gorgeous, but it's not gonna rain. It'll be cold, probably 50s, 40s. But it'll be sunny out. They're sucking C.J. Stroud way too hard lately. I agree. And I think the C.J. Stroud type, if you run like a good disciplined defense, just don't let him win. a hard time beating you. Just don't let him win every jump ball. Like in the first half against the Buccaneers, when the Buccaneers were playing football on defense, he didn't do anything. There's a reason the Buccaneers had a 14-point lead. The Texans couldn't move the ball that well. It's just when you stop playing defense. That does make it harder. And the Bengals are much better coached. Much, much. They're way better schemed. The but Bengals are winning this game. They they have to. They're I mean, picking their number. It's just the, the worry. It's basically, do you want to bet on a team that's going to be playing up in competition a little bit away in the rain? Or do you want to take the home team that's better, should win, feel confident about them winning, but might be ripe for a backdoor cover? We're doing the right thing. And if we get backdoor covered, then we can complain about it for 10 minutes to start next episode. We can motherfuck Joe Burrow if we lose. It's it's an emotional hedge. That's a good point. We get to motherfuck Joe Burrow or we get to win. Mm-hmm. And if Sam Howell plays well and wins? We'll we have. still get gratification. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that locks it in. Our five picks for the week are Pittsburgh minus three, Atlanta minus one and a half, New Orleans minus two and a half, Baltimore minus six, Cincinnati minus six and a half. All favorites. Then we also have the included teaser as a pod pick of Cincinnati and Baltimore, basically money line. I think Cincinnati would be minus a half. I hate this week and don't want to pick a best bet. Me too. I don't feel good about any of these. We picked how many fucking units last week? Well, just... You don't get a best bet this week. This week sucks dick. That's fine. We did make a five-unit best bet, which covered by a point, and God did that. Ooh. Felt so... Mm-hmm. We did it already. I'm good with not doing a best bet, unless we want to do the teaser as the best bet. The best bet is to watch Michigan versus Penn State for 10 minutes and remind yourself that NFL is so much better... And then, I was going to say get drunk, but half of our podcast can't do that. So just play roller hockey. Maybe fly to San Francisco. I don't know, this sucks. It's week 10, and the NFL's not very good at football, but... Taylor Fail, please bet on football games. Asta, it's very sad.